American Rap Magazine. I am your host, Broadway Dollar. And this is Miss Outlaw. Along with the lovely co-hosts. Where we at with it today? Well, I don't know. Seems like the world's going crazy. <laughs> We're ending March, Women's History Month, and seems like we just can't get away from really great drama. Um, well, the thing that's on everybody's lips right now is the Oscars. Oscars. What people are paying attention to, what people are not paying attention to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I I personally totally think that we should be talking more about Denzel Washington and Samuel Jackson, mm-hmm. especially the fact that Sam Jackson is, I don't know, performed in over 150 films and is finally getting an Oscar and... I don't know, just do? Absolutely. Like, <laughs> like I was just watching the movie the other night, Fresh. Oh shoot. Yeah. Yo, Samuel, my boy. Well, the crazy thing I've about I've been fucking with Samuel since since Do what? the Right Thing. Do the Right I was just about to say that. <laughs> I was just about yeah, to say He was in more movies than that though. He definitely, but the thing is is that he didn't even get his start until like he was in his close to 40s. Mm-hmm. And this dude has been killing it ever since. I mean, yeah. They say Snoop Dogg's the hardest working man in show business. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Sam L kind of take that bag. Yeah, he do. Snakes on the plane, and then you're an Avenger. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson. Um, so just so for those who who didn't know that he won an award, it was an Academy Academy Honorary Award. Honor, yep, I remember. Um, that. and this is something that has been given out since 1929. Mm-hmm. Um, it's for extraordinary distinction and lifetime achievement and exceptional contribution to the Hollywood industry. Um, I don't know. Kind of feel some type of way about that. I feel like honorary award after not receiving any awards. Yeah, um, I feel some type of way about that. Samuel Jackson played in a plethora of movies, played all types of he was in uh Coming to America. Well, here's he was, the thing. He was the guy in 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 McDowell's. Exactly. He was the <laughs> He was the he was the robber. He was the thief. <laughs> but here's the thing, he does it convincingly. Like Absolutely. I believe Sam when he's on screen, Pulp Fiction missed opportunity for Academy Award to recognize yeah. his gangster. That's one of my favorite movies. Actually. You know? I every, love I love Pulp Fiction. Everybody's everybody's freaking attention is on John Travolta's comeback when Sam L, Mr. Consistent, comes in and before he kills somebody, pretty much gives them a sermon. I think that deserves an Academy Award. I I agree. Jackie I agree. Brown, I mean I can go on. Jackie Brown, Jackie he was, Brown was freaking dope. amazing. Jackie Brown was dope. I think I think any- I think I've seen like I don't want to say all of them because I probably missed some, but I've I've seen a lot of movies with Samuel L. Jackson in it. I definitely missed and he and it was a, a losing Isaiah. Yo, you bringing it back? Oh yeah, back. yeah, <laughs> bringing it back, back. Yes, I mean yes. you know I I I think that that's I think that that's worth mentioning because this is a crazy, crazy part of the Hollywood industry. I mean, to be over 150 films, a lot of people can't say that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's not something that 
I mean, the average of a career that that length is like 35 to maybe 50. 50 is like at the top tier. Like Denzel Washington, I believe, is on that 50 film range. But 150, 50 plus films? Mm-hmm. Acting. We're not talking producing. We're not talking writing. We're not talking directing. We're talking straight acting. Face right. on screen. That's a different kind of, that's Morgan, a different Morgan kind of Freeman. consistency. Morgan Freeman played in a lot of movies, too. True. I think he like 180. Probably is. And our first, <laughs> and our real first black president. Yeah. Okay, Deep yep. Impact. I watched that in theaters because they said Morgan Freeman was playing the president. I says, I got to see this. Got to see I got to see this in yep. freaking theater. Yep. But, um, so what, what stuck out to you about the Oscars? Um, so I want to give a big shout out to Beyonce. That was a dope move. That was a dope move. Ooh. Yeah, she was. She actually set it off in the beginning. Yeah. After after the the host, um, uh, I'm gonna say her last, uh, Wanda Sykes, mm-hmm. um, Regina Hall, and Amy Schumer. Pretty little thing. You you said that. I like her with a little tinge. I like of I like her. I think she had a baby too. I'm sure I'm she's jealous. in a relationship. <laughs> I'm sure of it. I'm pretty sure she's married or something, bro. <laughs> she, she lost some weight too. But yeah, so <laughs> she looked good. She looked good. Um, but I, I like the I like the lineup. I like the, what they did with the the host, the hosting situation, and what they did with our um with our uh, artist. Jill I, Scott was on the end of it too. Right. It was beautiful. But you know what? Let's bring it back to the host. The hosting style was actually super different. It right? was because it, I, I've never seen it with three, and I watch the Oscars every year. <laughs> I've never seen it with three hosts. And I don't. I don't I don't watch the Oscars. And I think the reason why I don't watch the Oscars is because I've never seen it like that before. Because well, it was a lot of... I don't think any of us have seen it. I've never seen it like, like that this before. before with the WWE Smackdown in the middle of the ceremony. <laughs> I mean, I would have swore Vince McMahon was running the situation. Oh, my I God. I swore. Yeah. Homeboy was in the back saying, put it on the teleprompter now. Let's see what Will Smith does. Sheesh. Honestly, I don't think anybody was expecting it. I don't no. think anybody was expecting anything. I don't think, I think everybody expected Chris Rock to be Chris Rock, but I don't you know, think everybody expected you know Will they Smith didn't to come cu- out of composure. They didn't cut that out. They just muted it. That's, and you know what? That's what freaking kills me. No, and let me tell you, I, here's what I, here's why I think that they did that. Because they still wanted the views. They still wanted because I seen it after the fact. I didn't watch it live. They they kept it and you but you still saw Will Smith mouth saying what he was saying and Chris Rock looked stared I mean, it was like he was like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, what well, the fuck? <laughs> I, I, I kinda I kinda feel some type of way because I feel like every time influential black people are on television, live television at that, and then they end up being embarrassed or humiliated. Yeah. Nobody cuts the cameras. Who do is you, the producer of do this you, show? Do you think... Wait, wait, wait. Before you go there, okay. I just have one phrase for you. Okay. Janet Jackson, Janet Jackson. nip slip. The, 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 boob, the boob situation. Yes! <laughs> Pissed off, yo. I only seen I only seen the the, the previews of it. And like, that was a halftime fact. show. Yeah. Why yeah. is it every time black folks get humiliated, nobody cuts away? Who is the producer of these shows? Oh, 
Dun, 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 dun. Wait a second. We've got research in the back bringing up the TV executive producers <laughs> of the Academy Award. Wait, wait, this is the 2021 Oscars. It looks like Steven Soderbergh. Okay, well, then I totally have an issue with this whole situation here. But here's my point. Wow. Steven Soderbergh is, you know, Academy nominated, mm-hmm. renowned. But seriously, why is it when black folks come on television and it's live television and there's a situation where they could possibly be in a in a really bad situation? Nobody cuts they wanna, away. They Nobody wanna, cuts the commercial. Nobody wanna, protects them. I mean, they want to keep the, they want to keep they want to keep the narrative. They want to keep the these people are, you know, hostile or you know what I mean, like out of control, you know what I mean? Because, you know, it's it's I mean, it's unfortunate, but this is what we we live every day. I mean, this is even down to the the police that patrols our streets. I mean, you're absolutely right. Well, let I mean, well, let's dig into it, right? So Chris Rock does Chris Rock. Mind you, he's not hosting, right? This is just, he's supposed he to be- He just had a little piece. Right. He was just supposed to present a couple of awards, mm-hmm. but he was not the main star of the show. Absolutely now, not. let's talk about the different hosts on Academy Awards. Whoopi Goldberg has hosted many years. Like her. I remember that. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, was Robin Williams? Robin Williams. Robin Williams has hosted he a couple has. of times. Yes. Um, Billy Crystal, who I think is very funny. Yes. City Slickers. I think he's a, I think he's a great. Hilarious. Yep. Um, the mama from the train. Billy Chris, Crystal has hosted the, the Academy Awards. Kevin Hart was supposed to host the Academy Awards. They called him. Did, did they call him? Or? Nah, I mean, let's, I mean, if we oh, had they, to backtrack, they, he, they, they got him on some tweet and uh-huh. somebody found some tweet from... 500 years ago mm. when Methuselah was alive and Twitter just began. Methuselah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> the the earth was created. Right. And that's how far back somebody went to go dig up the tweet where he says something that was like, you know, it, it was considered homophobic. So whoever went to go dig up this tweet comes back mm-hmm. and now everybody's like, oh my God. He can't possibly host the Academy Awards. He's homophobic. Wow. Really? Kevin Hart homophobic? Immediate judgment, yeah. So he loses. They got to to keep the narrative. Right. Once again, black man getting humiliated for something that happened from the dawn of time. Like, everybody was saying stupid shit on Twitter when Twitter came out. I'm not excusing the comment, but I'm just saying people was just on there saying whatever. Right. Right. It was a. It was a. We finally get to speak and we be heard, type of deal. Or, or Twitter was like mad new. Like who's gonna read that? Right. At the time, like well, how many followers depend, did you have? I was gonna say, depending on how many followers you got. Exactly. So like, who's <laughs> really going to read that? You know. Yeah. Like I said, somebody went back to go dig it up to mm-hmm. like totally ruin his opportunity. But so here you have Chris Rock, who is a former Academy Award host. And he says the line, the G.I. Jane joke. And I don't know. What do you think was going on there? Because they I, did not keep the camera there long enough for us to see no, they any did. exchange. No, it wasn't. No, so so from what I from what I gather and, you know, the perspective that I've seen it from, even though they cut the sound, you still seen these people's face. You seen you seen Will Smith's face. You seen Jada Pinkett's face. Mm-hmm. And she was not laughing. 
he chuckled and then he looked and I was like, oh, okay, nah, let me let me handle this real quick. And he went up. Wait, 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 wait. It was wait, crazy. Wait, wait, wait. wait. And it, ha- it wait, happened wait, wait. so fast. Let me handle this real quick on national television. On national television. He's let, Will Smith. Let me, wait, wait. Yes, Will Smith, freaking Hollywood royalty, but on national television? Absolutely. Though? I don't know. Absolutely. I don't know. He, I don't know. Will Smith has free reign to do whatever the whatever Well, he apparently wants. so, because he won the Academy Award, slapped Chris Rock, and went to the party afterwards. Absolutely. And had an amazing time. But unfortunately, what happened overshadowed his 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 award. I winning. mean, what when was the Academy Award Sunday? Yes. Okay, we are now in Thursday. So let me tell you this a little bit, little journalism one-on-one, right? So this is something I learned in school, in college, right? Your news cycle is 24 hours. Most, most stories last one news cycle, mm-hmm. if that, mm-hmm. right? Some of them might even last a half a day, mm-hmm. right? Half a news cycle. If you have something that's breaking news, controversial, something crazy that that really kind of takes everybody down, we're talking possibly two news cycles. Right. This happened on Sunday. It's Thursday. This has been all and they're carrying on fucking about week. They're carrying on about it. And 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 now everybody's weighing in. All of Hollywood's weighing in. People who don't even know nothing about nothing is weighing in. Did you? Did you? Did DL you know, Hughley's weighing in. Do you know that they Love asked him to leave and he he refused? Um. Yeah. Why would I, I need to wait for my Academy? Award? Well, yeah. I, get, I need to wait I, to win my Oscar. I totally get it. I need to wait to but find he, out whether or not I'm going to get did it. They, but did they, they didn't escort him out the building. Well, <laughs> like I said, Will Smith, he's Will Hollywood Smith. royalty, $20 million club. Mm-hmm. Very few people. I think there's only five people on that $20 million list that can pull $20 million a movie. Um, but you know what? Let's take a step back. Before the slap, before the actual ceremony, Number one, Will Smith is so beloved that he's only been on Instagram for one year. I believe he has, hold on, let me not. He's been on Instagram? He's only been on Instagram for one year. You Because, uh, yeah, okay. So right. he's been on Instagram for one year. This is how beloved this guy is. And he has 62.6 million followers. Mind you, he Sheesh. went dead silent. Right for a few years, mm-hmm. he was. Re- I wouldn't say he was retired, but he kind of took a step back. I'm sure he was, you know, running his production company, supporting his children because Jaden and Willow was really taking off in the music scene. Mm-hmm. Um, couple of years ago, um, not even more than a couple of years ago, Jada had her rock band. You know, Jada stepped out of COVID with the Red Talk Table. I remember. Right, and that became a hit. So I feel like he took a step back to say, you know, family. Do y'all. Jaden's got the box of water flowing, right? right? Everybody's drinking box water out of a box. Jaden. Jaden. Right. Right. He also has something to say about it too. He does. That's what but, we but that's my, what we do. But my, <laughs> that but tweet my was point like, is this guy is this said. beloved that he can just <laughs> jump back on the scene and get 61 million followers because people are still like. Well, let's go see what Will Smith is doing. Exactly. Right? He's, so then, a, he's iconic. He is iconic, right? So now he's got this King Richard joint coming out. And did you hear that, not even that, it was reported that he mm-hmm. found out that his co-star mm-hmm. wasn't appropriately paid. He gave a portion of his salary 
for the movie. Wow. And upped all the other actors' salaries with the money that, that he, he was made. getting paid for. That's beautiful. Now, wait a second. He also produced the film. So, I mean, he he's going to get the back end. So, let's just... Yeah, box he's office. not really hurting there. Box office. But, once again, $20 million man, right, goes, you know what? Here. Everybody's going to get paid fairly. So, all of these other little nuances of this story are getting overshadowed by this slap. And right. that's my issue. Do yeah. I think he did the right thing? No. He's and a- the only reason I don't, I think he didn't do the right thing is because he's Will Smith. If we was out on the street, what? if we was out on the street, <laughs> if we was out on the street and Will Smith worked at FedEx and Jada worked at a bank mm-hmm. and Chris Rock was the post office man that's always harassing his wife, mm-hmm. you think nobody would, would care. Right. But did you, but do you think that would have happened though? Do you think, do you think the FedEx man would have slapped the postman? Absolutely. You talking about my wife? I think he would have got either beat up or he just wouldn't. No. Because now the police is involved. Yo, if they were nobodies, (laughs) and I don't say that, you know, like in a bad way, but if they were people who did not have fame attached to them. True. Wilson probably probably would have went further than just slapping them. Like, you don't insult somebody's wife. So the only, so here's my issue. The only reason this is wrong, for real, for real, is because you did it on national television and you're a Hollywood icon. Mm -hmm. And you're black while doing these things. You're black while being a Hollywood icon and you're black on national television. So, so I have a, so I have a a direct question. Do you think that they're doing this whole dragging the stories out to everybody? Or is it just... Black people, black celebrities. That is a loaded question, Broadway. Yeah, because I think because I've seen I've seen <laughs> black I've men seen in America things, could never get a fair shake, right? But also too, you, you know, you had some people who were, a, you know, the different race and different different nationalities, where you know they may have may have done something. Okay, it's so like the we gonna go, you know, we gonna we gonna circle back, but um, the you the Me Too thing, Harvey Wein, you know, uh, uh, what's what's, what's the the guy with the glasses? Harvey Weinstein. Oh, Harvey Weinstein, yeah. Um, Kevin the, Spacey, the, right? I mean, I the, can go on. The uh, Bill Cosby, you know, Bill know, Cosby, you know. Oh, wait a second, hold on. If you're gonna bring up Bill Cosby, there is a distinct difference between Bill Cosby, Kevin Spacey, and Harvey Weinstein. I agree. The only agree. difference is. Bill got stripped of all, all of his, his awards, all of his honorary degrees. Right. And right. Harvey Weinstein and Kevin Spacey. They lost nothing. They lost nothing but their reputation, but all of their statues mm-hmm. are still sitting okay. so in that, their homes. So that so that so that So that answers, answers your question, question right there. Absolutely. Like, honestly, he just happens to be a black, affluent, influential Hollywood icon. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, black has to go in front of all of that. Because that is why he's being looked at so differently. Right. I, I, I mean, I can't find one person who would disagree with that. So, so Will Smith, they, they're saying that um, this doesn't warrant him getting his Oscar, you know, taken away or whatever. Which I, I don't think it should, anyways, because he earned it. He did earn it. The slap. Okay. So wait, wait, I mean, wait, even, wait, wait. even so you the can slap- separate. Wait, wait. You can separate somebody's acts and behaviors from their talent? Absolutely not. I don't agree with that. 
for all we know, him slapping Chris Rock could have been could have been an act. Who the fuck knows? Oh man! Because <laughs> you got to think about it. Will's a great fucking actor. <laughs> he Is won he the Academy Award? Okay, he played Ali. <laughs> did he not? Yeah. Okay. I don't know his his. Yes. No. Yes. He he did play Ali, but, I, but his I, accent but always I, I believe, bothered me in that movie. I believe. Say, say again. So his accent always bothered me in that movie. I felt like it was just too forced. But that's my own personal. It's my own personal problem. Continue. It, no, that, <laughs> that's my I, own personal. I, I felt that too, but. It, it was. It was, a great it was movie Will Smith. It was great. I, I, say, I'm you know sorry. I mean? I'm sorry. I distracted. It was a great movie. I'm sorry. You just I like that. I like that. The I like only movie of his that I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he sounds like that. <laughs> but um, That's, yeah, it was. It was funny too. Well, what Ali's mm. accent or the slapping of Chris Rock? I think it should be called the slapping of Chris Rock. <laughs> I think it should be called that. We should. We should put that on a plaque. The slapping of Chris Rock. That's how it should read in the history books. Sheesh. 2022, the slapping of Chris Rock. And then it should then... With, with a hand? With a hand. With, like... Like slap? <laughs> like... Motherfucker. Well... Don't disrespect my... Okay, did... Okay, in your opinion, did he disrespect her? Or is he a comic being a comic? He was a comic being a comic, but I also believe that because he didn't know her condition... Or did he? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know, but, you we know. can't speculate on um, that. If I was a comedian and I seen her her hairdo, and I'm sure somebody over here had already, whoever already wrote that joke when they seen it. Well, she's been rocking the, the, the baldy for a while. Mm-hmm. And for those, now let, okay. Because I'm sure he wasn't up there freestyling. No, Chris Rock is a very calculated comic. Absolutely, and, and that's what I mean. He is a calculated comic. He is mm-hmm. not... He's not like, see, here's the difference between Will Smith and Chris Rock. I love Chris Rock. Not the fact that one got slapped and one did the slapping. Mm -hmm. But Chris Rock is a comic who studies comedy and defines himself as a comic. Whereas Will Smith is a man who is an actor Mm -hmm. who happens to be funny sometimes. So there's a difference. So I I totally agree with you Mm -hmm. that that was not a freestyle joke. That was, I've been seeing Jada Pinkett Smith on Instagram. Right. And all of the social media platforms rocking this baldy. So. And I'm going to write this joke. I guarantee you. So did we that that did, did, did we follow the fact that she that she had alopecia? Because I, I to be totally honest, well, I never even knew that. But if you're not following Jada Pinkett Smith and you're not following her brand, you're not going to know. Just like half of the YouTube creators in the YouTube world, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know because they don't watch them. Right. So if you don't watch somebody and you don't follow their brand mm-hmm. and they're not in the movie theater for you to know, let's be, you know, we had this conversation last episode. Let's be honest. Jada Pickett Smith's brand is not as big as her husband's. Absolutely not. So with that being said, no, we're not going to know. Not right. everybody who who, the only who thing the, who's just a a person on you know on Instagram is going to know that she has alopecia. Uh-huh. For those who follow her brand, they will. Right. I I know it because I, I follow her. Uh-huh. The only thing that the only thing that I knew about her, other than you know, all her movies that she played in, is that she was a woman's activist, and that stuck out to me. I mean, what 
medically was wrong, I, you, I didn't know. Well, okay, so so what are you saying? Like, she shaved her head, and maybe that's just another kind of statement. She's making another statement. I mean, if I, I mean, she if looks I didn't good. know, no, I mean, it looks it looks beautiful. She I, looks great. She always, but she always had her hair short. She I mean, always had a short also, short do. I mean, you have to have a good looking head. Yeah, she, and look, she got and she got the perfect good. perfectly round head. Right, and she's pretty on top of right. it. Right, because if it was lumpy. We wouldn't be having this conversation. It'd no. probably be a whole nother joke. <laughs> <laughs> Who lumped you up before you got to the Oscars? You know what I'm saying? What fight did you get in? Maybe that. Maybe that's a little too far. Maybe uh, I took Chris Rock's joke and forwarded it a little bit. But my point is, is that if she wasn't as attractive as she was, mm-hmm. those jokes could have been different. They could have been. Not that they were warranted. Yeah. But they could have been different. Yeah, like if Grace Jones was sitting in the front. Wait a second. Grace Jones. <laughs> wait a second. That's my chick. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's my it. chick. Grace Jones, though. But Grace she's Jones. She's a beautiful black woman. She, she, yeah. She's, but she's she awesome. also, now see, that's different. See, she, her hair. And her, her hairstyles were crazy. Her hairstyles was, but that always was the case. With Jada, this was a new style mm-hmm. and there was reasons behind it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in your opinion, did he insult her? Like, you didn't actually answer the question. You kind of just rolled with me and skipped over it. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think he's that a, he insulted. He's a, he's a comic he's a, being he's a, a comedian. He's a comedian. If anybody else was sitting in that seat, he probably would have said something to him, too. I mean, the bigger you are, the closer you are to the stage. Mm-hmm. Right? That's right. That's right. I wonder where... I wonder where Denzel was sitting. Oh, like on, off to the side. He was in the middle, but he I think he was like behind. Was he behind uh Will? I don't know. I don't know. He was somewhere. I know yeah. Lupita was right next to Will. Yeah. <laughs> and her facial expressions <laughs> tore me all the way down. <laughs> Cause she was like, <laughs> oh. In my head, I'm I'm thinking if I'm her, well, should I move? Because you seem a little lit. Like, should I move? Mm. Like, that's her facial expressions was given to me. And then, you know, somebody was like, oh, the composure that Lupita get." No, Lupita looks concerned and worried. And she looks like she wants to take her seat, pick it up, and move it slightly over yeah, to the left. I, that's yeah. what she looked like to me. I'm sure everybody wanted to move slightly to the left well, or the right. Well, oh, my God. Did you see the meme where they had the, like, the picture? They have, like, a screenshot of every, all, all of the different actors' faces, like, as it was happening. And I'm like, so who had the time? To actually record all of that, but not one damn producer said cut to commercial. No, I'm over it. No, I'm done. Do you? Nobody so, said cut to commercial, so but you, we have time to record everybody's reaction so, to this right. bullshit. So, do you see the narrative? I mean, I agree that that's the narrative. Okay. I think they were set up. Absolutely. I think, if anything, I think Will was set up. I think he's been under a lot of scrutiny lately. I think that Jada's been is a very open person, and she's. She, she's she been living her life and sharing her life and her thoughts very openly mm-hmm. on social media, which has garnered a lot of attention. And, and, and to me, it feels like maybe Will Smith is not used to that kind of attention where people might have opinions Opinion. that uh-huh. might be a little bit more critical than he's used to, yeah. you know, yeah. on that situation. Right. Because to be fair, outside of Will Smith's autobiography... Will Smith looks like a saint compared to some of our other actors. I mean, well, who would you rather hang out with? Would you hang out with Will Smith or would you hang out with Idris Elba? Or would you hang out with Denzel? 
I don't know. Probably the yeah. with Idris. Probably all three. I think they're all cool. I would probably Idris Elba is he, I, I would probably go hang out with Idris. <laughs> that but I'm biased, okay? <laughs> and then I'd probably then go hang out with Denzel after. Yeah. I think Will Smith's third on my list. Will Smith. As far as hang out. Yeah. You know, like uh-huh. who am I hanging out with? Who am I partying with? Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna I think go he, I think he's behind behind the scenes a wild dude. Who? Will Smith? Will Smith. Probably. <laughs> You kind of could see it. You think so? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, so, so then why make, are we surprised? Listen, no, I, I wasn't. <laughs> so I wasn't surprised. surprised. It was. It was. It was America that was surprised. I mean, <laughs> oh, so you're Broadway. The, you're the only. American. I was. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm the no, only person in the world I'm just that was a surprise. One of the Americans that said. <laughs> Look at this. Well, he is from. Wait a second. He is from <laughs> he's, Philly. He's from Philly. He is from Philly. I mean, you know that's that squeaky clean facade. Let's not let's not get it twisted. Will Smith is from Philly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So maybe bitch, it bitch slaps are passed out mm-hmm. pretty heavily in Philly. I think. Yeah. yeah. For bitch ass niggas. Straight up. I'm not sure if that applies to Chris Rock, but Chris Rock then took a couple of heavy swings towards a lot of celebrities over the years. A lot. Yeah. He's he's relentless, especially when he was hosting the Oscars. Especially. So Chris Rock, yeah. Uh. Chris Rock's comedy is always to the left. Well, I'm sorry. I only find him funny when he's on a Rick Ross album. Are you serious? Yo, Chris Rock is on my like top five of comedy. Mm. I love Chris Rock. I'm sorry. I'd rather he's he's along with me with Dave I'd Chappelle. I'd rather listen to Cat Williams and the perm flip flip the hair. I'd rather Cat Williams. I think Cat Williams is hilarious. He, he fell he fell down that total. He, he I fell, mean, he fell which which bit. ticket am I buying? Am I am I going to the Chris Rock? concert? I'm going to the Chris Rock concert. Or am I going to Cat Williams? Cat, Cat I'm gonna Williams be ratchet funny. and go to Cat Williams. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be ratchet as hell and go to Cat Williams. Word. You know what I'm saying? Oh and, my and, god. And, a lineup bitty comic. Give me another one. I'm gonna tell you who I'm gonna go with. Kevin Hart. I'm going to the Kevin Hart concert. Dave Chappelle. I'm going to the Dave Chappelle concert. I love Dave Chappelle. But listen, of all those people that you just mentioned, I didn't pick Chris Rock once. No, you didn't. Okay. He's I'm, really only I'm funny the on the Chris Rick Rock. Ross albums. Well, what about the? What don't about- nobody know about Wingstop? You don't. You don't know about Wingstop, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> That's where he's funny. You know what? I lie. I was going to no say. No Sex in the Champagne Room. That uh-huh. album. Funny. That Chris Rock album. Mm-hmm. Funny. Hilarious. Am I going to the concert? No. No. Okay. I won't see you there. No. You'll be by I'm yourself. I'm going. We're not best friends at the Chris Rock concert. <laughs> I'm down the street with Kat. Pulled in my hand for a dime. That shit was funny <laughs> as a motherfucker. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's before we even knew who the hell he was. You know, uh, here's... I'm, I, I'm not saying he's not funny. I'm saying... His comedy, like I said, is very calculated, you know, and not in the way that Dave Chappelle's is calculated. Sometimes I feel like Chris feels so calculated. Mm-hmm. It's like he knows it's funny and then his him knowing it's funny, it takes the funny out of it. Whereas Dave Chappelle, when he delivers a joke, when he hits you with a punchline, you kind of feel like you were talking to your friend. Mm-hmm. In the living room. That's what makes it him funny as yeah, well. Yeah, and, and Dave Chappelle, it's like even when he hits you with the punchline, you don't even realize the punchline is hitting you, but you're laughing with him. 
because it's like, damn. And then you're thinking, so Dave Chappelle is a, that's a different animal right there. Mm-hmm. But my my issue is, this kind of brings up the fact, do black comics go too far? Sometimes do black they, comics go too far? Or, or is it do. only too far because they're black? Once again, you put black in front of it. You're not just a Will Smith. You're a black Hollywood icon. You're not just Chris Rock. You're a black comic. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a loaded question. Yes. And will you answer? Let me get to it. Let me get to it. <laughs> Hold on. Because, I mean, I mean, there's so many ways you can go with that. So well, many ways you can go with that. Talk to me. You, you know, you had, you had Martin Lawrence who... Who he will he will say something just outlandish. Well, his whole show <laughs> is too far. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he and he doesn't care. I mean, we can even bring it back to Eddie Murphy Raw. Richard Pryor's uh, uh, live Richard, on the Sunset Strip. Well, but, but see, if you're gonna do that, then you got to go all the way back to Red Fox. Red and Fox. Red Fox albums. Red Fox was a nasty nigga. Yeah, he, yes, he was. He is. He is he was. definitely Dolomite. like Sanford and Son. I don't even, you know, I used to watch TV Land with my dad, mostly because I was forced to and I did not have control over the remote. Oh, my God. But in those moments where, hey, I I might as well enjoy what we're watching because I have no control, mm-hmm. right? I had no idea this nigga was so nasty. Red Fox? Oh, my Jeez. God. He's like porno yeah, on tape. Absolutely. It's it's crazy. He's porno on shit. tape. And 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 you know and thank God I was old enough to actually understand what was being said. I'm hmm. glad I didn't like uncover this in somebody's closet somewhere like at ten because I probably would have been traumatized. Well, so it was, it was different for boys. <laughs> we got caught because they knew we was about to try some shit. <laughs> like oh shit, turn it off, turn it off, <laughs> turn it off. But here's she my coming. point. The, what what the only other the only. The only comic that I can think that does or went too far, right, was um, Lenny Bruce. That's the only white comic who I can put in that same kind of realm as Red Fox and um, Richard Pryor. Well, more so Richard Pryor than Red Fox Mm because Red Fox is um, their senior. But he's the only other one that I can think as a white comic that was on the too far, you know, level. Like, oh, I'm not sure if this is funny. Lenny, but you go right ahead. Mm-hmm. Or what's the what's the dude from uh not SNL Taxi? Oh my god, Taxi. What's the dude from Taxi? Danny DeVito. No, no, no. You no. talking the about the comic? Show? The comic from Taxi. Yes. Um, Jim Carrey did a whole biopic movie remember. on him. I can't remember his name, but he was also Andy Kaufman. That's the guy, Andy Kaufman. Okay. He was another white comic. Mm-hmm. Who sometimes cons- was considered to go too far, right? But outside of that, you never hear that kind of rhetoric when it comes to black comics. Black comics are always considered to go too far. He did too much. Yeah, he, you know, even even that An- joke was too. Andrew Dice Clay. Okay, Andrew Dice Clay fu- is 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 a little. He's a raunchy, but he's kind of corny though. You think so? I think he I got, think he's, he's funny when he comedy. hits the pocket. But he don't hit the pocket no more. Like he's a nah. character actor on a nah, show. I, I was introduced like, to him when I was on like a teenager. I thought he was funny. <sighs> Here and there. His jokes, but then Well, you know. probably because he was doing some watered down version of Red Fox. Probably. Probably. But the, but that's my point. Do black comics go too far? Because if black comics don't go too far, why would Chris Rock get up on stage 
and say that about another affluent black celebrity? Why would he put himself in that position? Probably because he never thought he would ever get slapped on national television at well, the most seen, prestigious you, award you, ceremony you in his, America. You've seen his reaction. Right now, this is the greatest show on... <laughs> Did you hear him say? Yeah. It's the greatest show on... No. Like, oh, you shit. know what that was? That was Chris Rock being absolute dynamite performer. Yeah. That was Chris Rock. I agree with that. Holding it all the way together. He, he held it together. Holding it all. I don't know. I think I, I, I don't think know most about the people would have either I, scrapped ran, or walked off. Ran off the stage. Right. In, in embarrassment. I, you either would have scrapped or walked I off. I don't know how, how tall Will is. Will what is he, like tall. Six, six something? Will is tall. I, man, That's I'd a big dude. I did something hefty. Probably like, going to need to back up. Exactly. Put on the the t- I would have had the tie checker for them knees. I'm telling you now. <laughs> I'm telling you. Now. Will Smith's a big dude. I think I think we underestimate because I don't think we've ever. Nah, met he's him a, in he's a, yeah, he's a big dude. He's a solid guy. Yeah. Oh I mean, so, yeah. Over the years, I mean, you, you, if you are talking about the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, no. But now he's stocky. You know, what I'm absolutely seeing? lifting weights and you know, what I mean, keeping his keeping his stamina up. And of course, I mean that's why I said I need the tie checker for this motherfucker. Oh my god. Straight up. You're, you're, you're going down straight at the knees, brother. <laughs> Come down to size. You know what? I think I think if I was on stage while that was happening, I probably would nah, just... I my had, mouth would have just been open and I would just been like... I can't believe I would have hit the happened. mic. Is this still on? Word. Are we still on? <laughs> Is it still, are we live still? <clears throat> yeah. Because I don't know. It wasn't no cut. No nothing. You know what? They just muted the shit. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, yo, this is fucking crazy. So the pre-recording. That pisses me off. The whole situation being what it was. Will doing what he did. Chris doing what he did. Jada feeling some type of way. Whatever. Don't care. Mm -hmm. The producers not protecting the integrity of everyone involved and cutting to commercial is my issue. Do you know what I liked about the whole situation, though? You liked something about this situation. I did. Okay. The fact that Denzel told his man, you're in a position where the devil will come after you. Okay. That was deep. So. That was deep. Of course it was deep. Okay. But let's be honest. Nobody has the composure of Denzel Washington. Yo. Okay. I I don't even know his name, but I. Let's push Will aside. Greatest (laughs) actor alive right there. Okay. Greatest Mm -hmm. actor alive. Mm -hmm. Because nobody has the reputation of of Denzel Denzel Washington and goes and plays in training day and completely convinces you that he is the best villain on earth. Nobody does that. So to be fair, Mm -hmm. you can't share superpowers like Denzel Washington has with other people. You know, we can be encouraged by it. We can can see him Mm -hmm. and clap for him and applaud him when we see him do these wonderful things. But can you be like Denzel? No. Nah, I could try though. There's no way. I could try. There's no way. There's just that's no a, way. That's a smooth talking motherfucker right there. Right. I'm telling you. Right. So I I I mean I, I commend Denzel for trying to coach him and 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 calm him down. So, and, but you, let's be wrong. Do you think that Will Smith needed coaching? Or just at that specific point in time? At that, that he specific needed, point in time. Because he Okay, so Will you feel, Smith is usually very composed. Yeah, as, as I, far as I. But well, you know, that's only on uh, camera. That's maybe only not. On camera. Maybe not, because there was another video rolling around that he smacked somebody else in their face on while he was on the red carpet. Oh, so, so there's some regular shit. So, so smacking. I didn't even know that. Smacking is a part of our daily dress. My we get goodness. dressed, we smack. 
Yeah, see, we get tire dressed, checker. We smack, we get some orange juice, and we smack somebody again. Fuck that. He tire checker. Like my nigga. Your hands go up. <laughs> Look, I ain't say that to you, motherfucker. <laughs> tire checker. Straight up. Probably go around the house smacking people. You hey, listen. You ain't going to make my breakfast like, how? My eggs need to be like, what? Yeah. Smack your ass. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they don't cook for themselves. Maybe they do. <laughs> I really, I, I'm, I'm most likely that does not happen. I'm just I know. having a little fun with I know, it. I know, but I to know. be fair, I, I, I just don't think that, I think that Chris Rock did not intend, I, I'm pretty sure he didn't intend for anybody to hit him. He also uh, didn't intend to offend to that point. But, but did you see, did you, I'm, I'm sorry, but did you that. see his face? And what came out of his mouth, he's like, oh, and he's coming up. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. Well, my thing is, how did you not know that you were about to get hit? You didn't call him for anything. <laughs> he didn't get called for shit. He was already, he was still speaking, Chris Rock. Next Wait thing you know, he was like, oh, and he's coming. <laughs> Wait a second. That shows how close he was to the stage. Yes, he's probably, was probably like, That's, like That shows how close he was to the stage. I mean, they're going to put all the leading Best Actor nominees in the front. Mm-hmm. But that shows how close he was to the stage to the stage that he could just hop up there in two within two seconds of the joke happening. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. What I think is interesting is that we haven't heard anything from Jada on this situation. I don't, I don't think she has anything to say. She probably you know what the mean She probably she probably first, cursed Will the fuck out. First off at, at the well, crib. Definitely because you're putting in jeopardy your legacy, you're putting in jeopardy your reputation. Yes, you're you're defending me. But in the front of everybody in the mm-hmm. world? And then he cried. Yeah, and it was an ugly cry, too. And it was a long speech that I wasn't prepared to listen to. I need you to get it together. But they, but they, the but they also... in your hand already. But they're, but they're also putting it... They, they're also putting it out there that he never mentioned Chris Rock. He, he apologized to the Academy, mm-hmm. but he never mentioned Chris Rock. Um, I'm not going to apologize to Chris Rock either. No, he did, though. Afterwards. On Instagram. And let's be real. Was that Instagram? Yes. Let's be real. Instagram apologies are for show. Don't nobody want no Instagram apology. I I want a sympathy card from CVS. I want $1,000 tucked into that card. I want you to come by my house. I want you to give me flowers. I want the whole apology. Get on your knees and, and, and beg for my forgiveness. That's an apology. Instagram apologies are stupid. He could have, yeah. They're stupid. That could have been a phone call. Like, listen, Chris. Apologize to me. Let's go out the Like you hit my car. Like you stole my like 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 you stole money out my bank account. Apologize to me like that. Mm -hmm. Right. Instagram apology is is ass. Okay? Let's be real. That's for sure. I think that yeah, and it's public, so you know, they know that everybody's gonna see it. And it all it is is another another um situation where people can comment on what you've just said. If you're going to apologize to somebody, you apologize to them face-to-face. Privately. Not over text message. Not on Instagram. Not because on it's, a phone call. It's not, it's not a personal... It's not about everybody else. Right. It's not personal. So, no. If you Will, do it like that. In my opinion, Will Smith did not apologize. He did what whoever his Olivia Pope PR person told him to do. Mm-hmm. That's what he did. You think so? Absolutely. Because if and I was Olivia think... Pope, I would tell him to do the same damn thing. Do you think that that happened because the academy condemned the action. No, because that didn't come until later. Yeah, after the investigation, like as if he. Invest- killed, what's there to investigate? It's on tape. I, I we know. all saw it. 
He walked on stage. Right. He slapped him. Yeah. He sat back down. He cursed at him. He get, yeah, Chris he Rock twice. dumbfounded. Twice. And he was like, okay, but he kept going. He kept fucking going. Yeah. And then you Chris saw his Rock, face after he started hand, oh touching those statues. He was like, oh my God. Yeah, I see My career face. is over. Oh, Chris Rock? I mean, if I was Chris Rock, I would think my career is over just from the pure embarrassment uh, of the whole yeah. situation. I would have been more embarrassed than, 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 than to say that my career was over. Chris Rock career would never be over. I, I would like be that. so Not embarrassed like that. that I would stay in the house. There's no... Because now, the only thing attached to me so, is Will slap me. So do you know what happened after that? What? You know, his ticket sales went sky fucking rock. Absolutely. Went from forty to forty dollars or something, something like that. To okay, like but, three and some change. But everybody's buying a ticket to hear him talk about what? <laughs> Whatever he already wrote in them jokes. Because I, I'm, I'm no. I he hope showing up to hear him, him talk his about commentary about the slap. But they seen it. What the fuck is it to talk about? He's gonna drag it. Oh no! He's I don't going think, I don't to think drag he's it. Come routine. on, he's going to. He has to mention it. Chris Rock once again calculated comic. He's going to mention it. He's going. Chris Rock is the king of the drag. He drags every joke. That's true. Even when it's not funny anymore. Let's be real. I don't know. Poured a hand, poured in my hand for a dime. That shit's still funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, it is. Like I said. But nah, on, he he yeah. Only on Rick yeah, Ross albums. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Only on correct. Rick Ross albums. Yeah, absolutely correct. <laughs> he drags his <laughs> jokes, yo. He's gonna get on stage and he's gonna drag this whole situation. He's gonna milk it for everything he got. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But that's you know it is up. what it is. He does have to go. Wait, I think that's the concert. Isn't that the the tour that he's doing with Kevin Hart though? Isn't I'm that the sure. dual tour? They're I'm supposed not... to be doing a tour together, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure if that's the same tour. Oh, I don't know. But I know they're supposed to be going on tour together. Okay, so here's here's the only th- last thing that I'm going to say about this, right? As far as Oscars go. As far as Oscars go, um Will Smith actually winning the Academy Award. Mm-hmm. Here's what I think should actually be the story outside of this slap, right? Right. Will Smith is only the fifth black man to ever win an Academy Award. The 90 plus years that the Academy has been in existence, there has only been five people of color mm-hmm. who have won the Academy Award. And I say people Sydney of color Poitier. because not, not Latino, not Asian American, nobody. It's only been white males winning this award mm-hmm. and five black guys. Right. So yes, Sidney Poitier, 1963. 1963. Lilies of the field, right? You know the next person who wins the Academy Award? Denzel Washington in 2001 for Training Day. That's like, what, 40 years later? Okay, here's my issue. Now, granted, does Denzel Washington deserve an Academy Award? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Did he deserve it for Training Day? Yes. Yes. Because this is a good guy who always plays great roles where he's very encouraging and convinces you he's a bad guy. So, yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. I agree. However, you telling me he didn't deserve an Academy Award for Malcolm X? I absolutely agree. You telling me he didn't deserve an Academy Award for The Hurricane? Yes, he did. He did. 
technically Denzel Washington should really be pocketing about four or five. So you, so right so there. so here's my here's here's what I'm thinking. I'm do do you really have to put in that much work to get a fucking uh, an award? Well, like that much work. Like you, person, you, you we talking like thirty years, thirty years, you know, working. Listen, the only other person who gets ignored as much as black men years. in Hollywood for Academy Awards is Meryl Streep. <laughs> That's the only wow. other person. Wow. She's been nominated in an obscene amount of times. Mm-hmm. And I think she's only won two two times. And she's arguably one of the best actresses in the in the industry. Meryl Streep, yeah. So she's the only other person who gets ignored as much as black men in Hollywood. To be fair. Right. Because Denzel Washington has been nominated many times. Just because he won for Training Day doesn't mean he wasn't no, nominated he was, for right. all those other movies. Yep. Right. Well, there's a there's a there's a bunch of others that had been nominated. Yeah, exactly. But I'm saying only five men have won this Academy Award. So you've got Sidney Poitier, you've got Denzel Washington, you've got Ray, who wins in 2004. Um, Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx, which is undeniable because I. I mean, I believed I, him. I know what Ray Charles looks like, but after that movie, I thought Ray Charles looked like Jamie Foxx. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> to, be, to be honest, in my world, now Ray Charles looks like Jamie Foxx. Uh-huh. Okay? Yep. Then after that, you've got Forrest Whitaker, who wins for King of Scotland. Once again, black man playing a very evil man. I'm not going to talk about my issues with that. Mm-hmm. And then last but not least, almost 10 years later, over 10 years later, you don't have another Academy Award until Will Smith for King Richard. So the slap overshadows the significance of Will Smith winning this award. He's been nominated three times. And he fi- wins he on wins his third and, time. And gets overshadowed by... Gets overshadowed by a foolishness. Stupid, a stupid action. Right. Because I, I, I feel like I probably should have... I wouldn't have... I wouldn't have moved. Especially if I knew I was nominated, I probably would. Even though I looked at my wife Jada Pinkett, and I said to myself, "She's hurt," but I gotta get this motherfucking award. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> I gotta get this award. Well, but you know, I but mean, he still got it. I mean, he probably knew what was happening, anyways. But you know, to get up and have to, you know, do the unthinkable, which that's what it seemed like happened. I just feel like on one hand, you got. How much can how much can a a, a a black man take, right? On one hand, you got that. On the other hand, you got you got a wife who is struggling with something. And you know what? We don't know if she's because you know there's several you know videos of her talking about she doesn't care about what people think about her her hair. She's also an actress who has who is a public figure. Mm-hmm. So we don't know what her personal struggles are at home or whether or not she was questioning how she looked before they stepped out for the Oscars. You know, we don't know what those personal emotional moments look like right. for them in their home. So when he saw his wife kind of like, eh, that wasn't as funny as it could have been, then he was like, damn. You, we don't know what that triggered. So you've got, how much can a black man take? You've got, my wife is hurt, you know, or, or my wife's been insulted for something that she has no control over. It's not like she made a decision. To be going through that. And then you have, now everybody's going to look at me to hold up the culture on my shoulders because I'm one of few black men who Mm -hmm. have an opportunity to be in this position. Right. That bothers me. That bothers me. Five black men have won this award. 
He's mm-hmm. the fifth. And the only thing that we're talking about is the fact that he slapped another black man on stage what in if, front what, of the whole world. What if, what, if, what if this was like the opposite and he, do you think he would have smacked a white dude? A white comic? I think if he would have smacked a white comic, he would be in jail. Canceled. And canceled. Straight up. Right. That's what they do. I mean, look at this. This is black on black crime. Yeah. Ain't nothing it. different. Fuck it. Do do they care <laughs> that we kill each other in our neighborhoods? If, no. If, if we do? No, they don't. So this is black on black crime. It just happened no. to be a pimp slap on a stage. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He definitely pimp slapped the shit out of him. Yeah. You heard that, motherfucker. Yeah, I was it, like, was, it was pretty strong. It I'm was. Gonna tell you that. It was, it was muted. Strong. It was muted. You know what I'm saying during the show, but you know the clips that I seen, I was like, oh. <laughs> and then I I, I seen some. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second, you I gotta see... do that sound effect again. Oh. What, what was you like? I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit! <laughs> and then I seen some shit on out of the social. I think it was social Diddy. He said, he said he got a strong chin. He said, <laughs> who would think that Diddy would be the comic relief of this entire situation? That shit was funny. Who who would think? I'm sorry, but I've always pictured Diddy being a little Suge Knightish. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm surprised he's in this mm-hmm. whole evolution of love. I'm not surprised. I'm actually happy that he's in this whole evolution of love. Mm-hmm. But the way he ran Bad Boy, you wouldn't expect for that to be the same Diddy to. To be like Kubaya on the stage, talk well, you about know, people you know, change. People change. People change. That's true. I'm. I'm. Did, very did he in his fifties? Yeah, okay. but he's also in his fifties and a billionaire. So you know, there's really not much more else to do exactly. other than to bring people together. He's an accomplished black man. Yeah, and that now has a beard. I didn't even know he fucking grow facial hair. Well, ways. you know, all those billions of dollars he can share. You know, if you're gonna share love, share money as well. You can. And throw some shit in my my bank account number is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Chris Jada will. We're gonna see how. To, I don't <clears throat> think this is gonna go away anytime soon. I think we're gonna, you know, people are gonna be talking about it for uh, probably till the end of the week, if not until so? next week. They're yes. they, they, they not Chris gonna Rock keep talking will, about it like COVID. I don't. Th- <laughs> well, COVID <laughs> also doesn't go away. <laughs> apparently, just like the flu. Word. So. I think Chris, unfortunately, is going to be the man who was slapped. The slapping of Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. The slapping of Chris Rock will be with him at least for the duration of 2022. Will, take that man out to dinner, Will. I mean, take I, would, dinner, I probably man. wouldn't. I, I think, mean, you know, I, I, I mean, how, how we do you, make mistakes all the time. Yeah, people We're make human. mistakes, but what if you really truly don't like somebody? I'm well, you, don't a, think, you don't think he likes Chris Rock? I don't, I don't think not. many people like Chris Rock. I don't. I, guess I think I'm, the only person who likes him is his one. little brother, who defends him Tony. on Twitter like that's going to make a difference. Oh, yeah. They said some shit about Tony, too. <laughs> Tony. Tony is the brother that looks like Chris Rock. Yeah. Tony who Rock. defends his brother. All right. The only thing... You know what? Yeah. I now, is Tony, Tony, Tony Rock the gangster? Yeah, he 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 got real gangster on Twitter. Like he was like like he was toe to toe on the street with people, and and you know somebody said, "How's your brother doing?" And his response was, "Still rich." I'm like, "Yo, Word. are you? Why are you acting like that's a hundred though? You toe to toe with people on the street though. That's a hundred though. You it, talking? It, you talking like he had to talk that talk? That's big shit right I there. Mean, you can't talk Still that rich, talk nigga. on Twitter. There's no consequence. Well, that's all, that's the only way outlet he probably only is at, person at the who, crib. You know who's the last person to get kicked over Twitter? 
the pre- the former president of the United States. Thank God. Like, and he had to say some pretty wild stuff to get t- pr- you, you kicked think? off of Twitter. You think? My point is. You mean all the, other, the Twitter, every time you got up there. Yo, the Twitter is not the block. You know what I'm saying? Tony, you not hard because you said what you said on That's Twitter. Tony Rock. What you talking about? Whatever, yo. <laughs> yo, Twitter is not the block, yo. It's not the block ever in life. Oh, ever man. in life will Twitter never be the block. It is not oh, the block. Man. It's just you know what I mean? You might put people, yo, yo, come see me outside, yo. Come see me outside. Twitter's not that. Come see me on Twitter. Nobody says that. Or no. Nobody says it. that. I get it. But you know, still. But he hard as hell on Twitter though. I'm just yeah. waiting for I'm just waiting for the teardrop on the cheek and the bandana. I'm just I'm just waiting for that photo to come out. Cause that's how hard he was talking on Twitter. Tony Rock. Yeah. You should see it. He was going sick. And all I could think was... He was defending was, his brother, man. And all I could think was, yeah, you're not in person with anybody. <laughs> Saying all this mess. <laughs> you can't be that hard. <laughs> say that. I say don't that, know. Say, say that with your chest. I don't know. You never know. Yeah. You never know. They get in the, they get into Hollywood for some reason. They couldn't take the life. <laughs> Had to get out the life. Oh shoot, Charlie Murphy. Yeah, hard mother. That nigga was hard. God well, rest I, his soul. I think the Murphys are a completely different family. Once again, are you going to a Charlie Murphy concert? <laughs> or are you Lord. going to a Chris Rock concert? <laughs> I'm gonna go to Charlie Murphy. <laughs> Word. Well, I mean, you know, let's. I mean, you know, we're gonna we're gonna let that lie. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know, what I think is really cool about the culture right now. Well, cool and also concerning. 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 Okay. Um, Snowfall. Snowfall. I know I know that you love that show. Snowfall is my shit. And and concerning because once again, it's a it's a it's a show that kind of I, I won't say glorifies, but definitely romanticizes the fact that, you know, mm-hmm. the drug game, all of that. Um, but Snowfall, uniquely, this uh, fourth season, it's been it's up 13% in viewership from last season. I'm talking 4.3 million viewers on FX. Are now, we on F- season five now? Are we on season five? Se- season five or season four? Five. Season five. Mm-hmm. I am obviously not no, as it, much it, of a lover it's fine. of Snowfall. I, I'm, I'm here to educate. Listen. Oh, 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 you know, educate me. I got you, I got you. Okay, we on season five. All right, we on season five. But here's the crazy thing about Snowfall, right? FX is not a major network. So when you're pulling that kind of viewership, it, it's saying That's a big. lot about the show. I have caught a couple of episodes. I, I do like the show. I think it's very, very well acted. It's well acted. Um, I love Franklin. UK UK actor, um, what he portrayed in this in, in his role, um, the way it, the way they just put everything together, um, John Singleton, you know, rest in peace. Um, he um, I think he had a vision for this show, and I believe that it was to take uh, to educate. I'm just glad. That they've stayed so closely to Singleton's vision mm-hmm. because they're doing this season without him, and and so well, he, they did last season without him too. But this is even more so. This is even more so 
I mean, you got the the guy, who, the creator of the show, not around. I mean, the fact that I know. the viewership and they still is got up, it right. That this is, you know, because yes, because John Singleton not only directed and produced it, but he also he wrote, wrote some of the episodes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So the fact that they stay so close to the vision is very dope, and the fact that they've done so in such a great way that they've actually increased viewership. Because usually, when you have the showrunner missing, right. shows just they die. They just die. Mm-hmm. So that's that's very dope. Yep. Um, but I think it's a it's obviously a commentary on the drug game and how it affected America and how it affected black neighborhoods. Black neighborhoods. Because Compton, the way Compton was in the 60s. It was a white neighborhood. It was. And, you know, if you watch, oh my God, what's the name of that show on, was it Amazon? Mm -hmm. Is it called Them? Us. Was it Us? No, no, no. I know what you're talking about. I think it is called Them. Is it called Them? I think it's called Them. It's a show... That it was that, a horror show, right? But it was, uh, I guess they were trying to keep the black people out of exactly, out of, and then the black family moved in one of the yep. houses, and then the and the house was haunted. But yeah, a lot of those undertones were about kind of racism in America, and especially in the Compton neighborhood on the Cali. As you well, know, you've like got three episodes of that. It's a very disturbing show. Uh, yeah, but it's it's not just disturbing because of the horror piece, but it's just disturbing of how they break down. The way they try to one not only sell these newly minted veterans out of World War II these homes, but also how they legit stole their money, hiked up the interest rate on their houses. Oh, you so seen that? Yeah, there's that, no way that they can crazy. really sell it, mm-hmm. right? Because they're locked into these crazy mortgages, yep. and all because they wanted to, you know, get as much. But they also mapped this all out. They zoned it all out. Yeah, they did. So. So when you think about the, what Compton, California used to look like and what it was supposed to be, yeah. and now with the coming of, you know, crack cocaine and the 80s and America willing partic- willingly participating and bringing that into certain specific neighborhoods, yeah. it's kind of, what? It, 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 it boggles your mind if you haven't, if you haven't really been aware, because what, 15, 20 years ago, that was still conspiracy? Yeah, it was. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, so, here's, the, here's the thing, too. Um, mm-hmm. So you go back that far, right? Um, they wanted to keep the comp the Compton neighborhood, um, I guess, suburban, mm-hmm. if you will. Yep. And and I I believe that when the black families moved in, as they moved in, the, the, the value of the neighborhood, the value of the property went down, which... I never understood that 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 whole thing about when black people move into neighborhoods, they they they, they depreciate the value of where we live. Yeah. And now Compton just was you know ended up turning into what gangland. It was like, but that you know what but I mean? that but that was wait a second. But that was not. But then you playing right into their hands. But that's not until after it was. You see way what I'm saying? After. That's not until after. after because even though those black na- those black families 60s, were moving in, 60s, that was still 70s. a middle class suburban neighborhood. It was. Then you have drugs coming into those spaces, and it becomes something completely different. Well, that was after the after the, you know all the black people had moved in and right, terrorized the exactly. neighborhoods, and so you're because Tuki Williams it was the. Yeah, yeah, I targeted, and 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 Tuki Williams um was the first. I, I guess he started the the crip the crip mm-hmm. game, um, and then you know, I guess the Bloods came after. I don't even know how the whole thing really went, but you know, what I mean, it was you know, 
Now is now you're playing into what they want you to do, and that's to be, you know, destroy each other. Well, here's here's the other thing. You know, that's just the commentary on so many inner city neighborhoods at that time in America because this wasn't just happening in Compton. This no, this happened Baltimore. everywhere. This happened everywhere. This happened in certain neighborhoods in D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, this is happening in Florida. You know, this is this is insane. You know, this is actually yes. you know we're we're from Connecticut, Boston. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, this is happening in um. What's it called? New Haven. Yeah. It happened in New Haven. New Haven, yep. Same concept. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. what we have here is is an epidemic started by the American government. Right. And Snowfall, I love the fact that Snowfall is breaking it down so clearly mm-hmm. on how how everything running. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I think that's very interesting. But it's also very sad. It's very sad. It's very sad. But the, the way that they... The way that John Singleton, obviously, because he just started the whole thing off and did whatever he did with his writers and everything like that, um, he wanted to, I feel like he wanted to educate, um, you know, the people on how this whole thing got started. Mm-hmm. Um, Snowfall, now I wasn't really into the into it the first episode, the first season. Um, I ended up getting into it later on, so I had to go back and really watch it. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. I mean, obviously, you know, everything that happened word for word and everything like that. But at the same time, it was more like, okay, Snowfall um, is telling you something. Mm -hmm. Okay, you know, we talking about the Reagan era. Right. Where, you know, he actually talked, you know, actually talked about the Nicaraguan uh, uh, war or whatever. Yeah, it was it was crazy. So and then and and then you had, you know, I mean, don't quote me on this, but you know the CIA who who funded the Nicaraguan war or whatever they had going on, um, through trafficking of drugs through the the, the urban neighborhoods, and it started in, it started in Cali. Not only did it start in Cali, but it it tri- it trickled over to Florida and you know all mm-hmm. of the other places, New York. You know what I'm saying, and all these you know all these places. So it you know it was more like okay, we need to tell these people where this came from, mm-hmm. but we're gonna do it our way, and this is just one story out of many. This is just one person that we're using out of many in a way that mm-hmm. they put the whole thing together was the CIA agent pretty much kidnapped Franklin and, and Leon. I think that's who it was, mm-hmm. or maybe it was somebody different. I can't really remember the, 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 you know, where, when he like pretty much kidnapped him, like, yo, y'all want to move some drugs. You know what I'm saying? Or this and a third. And it was like, wow. And it started from there. Well, I, I, I think that, yeah, that is all, it's all so crazy. I think the other thing that I think is really cool about this whole show is John Singleton, as we all know, loves to create movies or stories around, you know, his love letter to California. Mm-hmm. And and it almost gives me this feeling of like almost a prequel to Boys in the Hood, where like Boys in the Hood wouldn't have existed if this didn't happen. Right. Boys in the Hood. Okay, so John Singleton, John wrote Singleton that, directed wrote that. Movie. That's oh, that he, was what that was his yeah, okay. that was he wrote and directed. Because I remember that. That seeing his, his name breakout on the movie. That was his breakout film. And you know, Cuba Gooding Jr. is in there. 
Um, Lawrence Fishburne plays the dad. It looks like a very young dad. But um Lawrence Fishburne, yeah, he was. Yeah. He so was. that uh, whole Angela, situation. Angela, Angela Bassett played in that. Yes. Was, she was the as, mother. as the mom. Yeah. And the whole thing about it is Boys in the Hood wouldn't have existed. Wouldn't have even been a story if the snowfall story didn't occur. And it kind right. of, for me, it almost makes me feel like if I would have gotten a chance to interview him, mm-hmm. I would have said, you know, how do you feel like, you know, bringing this kind of story to the to the forefront? Because mm-hmm. this kind of lays the foundation but for he, a lot of your other baby boy. Yeah, he always, he always did that. He loves California. Right. He loves that area. And I think that this is kind of like, well, these stories wouldn't have existed without this. So I, I mm-hmm. agree. I think that it, I think the you know it. I think Snowfall is full circle for John Singleton as far as um, kind of his creative scope. Mm-hmm. But the show, in and of itself, is, is a great show. It is. It's awesome. It's a great it's show. Awesome. He he has great. He has great actors and actresses in that movie. Um, the the narrative of the whole story, like the storyline, you know, it, it it was it's it's almost to the to the point where it's like, yo, this is like a perfect story that never ends. Mm. Like it's a perfect, I'm not gonna say love love story about you know whatever, but you know what I'm saying it gives you it gives you um uh, insight mm-hmm. on on what 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 America had had been been doing in in all these years, and then mm-hmm. they put the whole. Say no to drugs with the with the Reagan era, where say no to drugs and blah blah yeah. blah this and a third, and it's like okay, war on drugs, but guess who's bringing it in? Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. And it, uh, you know, you know, you can't you can't pinpoint one thing or another, but it's like okay, this just it didn't just happen. It don't grow here. Well, here's the other thing that creates a whole different type of culture within the inner city neighborhoods, and. Once again, not only do you have suburban neighborhoods moving into becoming inner city neighborhoods, mm-hmm. you also have this entire, entirely different culture that starts to form where I I think that this kind of culture is what really kind of influenced black music, you right. know, in the 80s and 90s. That's why you're getting, I mean, wait a second, this past season, there was a whole episode on that where... um. I don't know his name because I, he's like not like a, a major character, but a, there's a character on one of the, the episodes from this season mm-hmm. who like makes mixtapes and he has like a whole album. Oh yeah, he and, was talking. And, he and was he's talking, talking about what's what was going on in the neighborhood. neighborhood, right? And the kid, yeah, and he called him out. He's like, "Yo, right. what the fuck is this?" Right. Uh, and he was he he, he actually said Franklin's name, right, and, and, and Jerome's exactly. name, and I'm like, wow. But but that's yeah, the link yeah, though. Kind of dope too. But, it it's was kind of dope. <laughs> but check this out. That's, you know, our music That's what reflects, doing. reflects what we're going through. That's what Blues we're doing. was that. Jazz was that. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. soul was that. It it always is reflecting the narrative of blacks in America. And in mm-hmm. this situation, 80s and 90s, hip hop is a direct reaction to what's happening of in what our we neighborhoods. Went I, I, I agree with that. You know what I'm I saying? Agree with that. And I, yeah, you know, to even to touch on that, the whole hip hop thing, and you know, speaking about you know what you you know what you've been through and everything like that, it's like, yo, listen, we're we're not. Well, I'm not going to say everybody because we don't know, mm-hmm. but you know, certain artists, you can tell that they were going through things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I always reference them. You know what I'm saying? I always tell you, um, Mob Deep, you you. I read, I listened to Prodigy's book, uh, right. his his audio book, and and he actually lived. They actually lived. I mean, I even stood stood by these guys a couple of times. 
they actually lived what they were talking about. Right. It wasn't fake. You know what I mean? So, okay, so then you then you go back to this to the snowfall story where, you know what I mean, this this kid, he was a was a great artist. I, I feel like he was a great artist back in the eighties. You know, I don't know who they portraying as this person who who he is now or mm-hmm. who he was. And maybe he did release. Maybe we don't know that. But his mixtapes or the what they what they was listening to, I was like, yo, he really like it was vivid. Like he wasn't just he felt some kind of pain. I, and I always say, um, I, I, the greatest, I just tweeted the other day, the greatest, the great, because, you know, one of my records is dropped. The the greatest song comes from pain. Mm-hmm. And people, people, people relate, relate to pain. Mm-hmm. And it's, un, you know, unfortunate, but it's, it's the truth. Well, the human condition is, is painful because it's constant change. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you get comfortable, something else changes. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's it's about how do you accept that change and the painful. I I think pain is one thing. I think suffering is another, and um, suffering is something that human beings have the opportunity and ability to escape. But sometimes it's about figuring out how to how to step away from your pain so that you don't suffer. Right. And um, you know, I think you know the music here was therapeutic. Hip hop was therapeutic. It, it was. And and it was a it was, it was almost. A way out. Right. And it's a it's a way it's 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 a way to say we got to talk about this somehow, because mm-hmm. it feels like nobody really well, understands I think, what's happening. I nobody think what, knows what's going on. And we got to say it somehow. Yeah. And I and what I think what happened with with that particular person, you know, who played that role, you know, who played that role. He was like, I'm tired of seeing my neighborhood going down. I mean, they was in the projects. Right. You know, Leon ran them projects. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it was like, I'm tired of seeing this. And he he was selling his mixtapes. You know, obviously he had a whole bunch of them. <laughs> Jerome pretty much took them all. You know what I mean? And like, yo, I want to hear him. So he and then he sat sat back and he listened to it, and he was like, "This motherfucker's crazy, <laughs> telling all our fucking business." Right. Get somebody. But how did up. he get that close to even know? Well, to be fair, I mean, you got people telling on themselves on Instagram <laughs> all the time. All the time. <laughs> People talk. People, people, mm-hmm. people's egos get in the way. People have this, and, and I'll say this again: people romanticize the life. Yeah, they do. They romanticize the life it, in such a way where it's like, it's like you know, you can't really get away from it. And and because the end result is money, and because the end result might be girls or whatever it is that you desire, due to you having money now, mm-hmm. it romanticizes that entire lifestyle. I mean, New Jack City. Should have been a cautionary tale, but people talk about New Jack City like it's the Godfather. Once again, Italian mob life being romanticized. New Jack City is the drug life, the, mm-hmm. you know, being a kingpin, being romanticized. It's it's these lives that equal power, money, respect. I agree. And and that's kind of where we're going with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that this is a great um, way to kind of talk about the music that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. So we got, you know, the vibes, the independent grind. Um, and I like the fact that we talked about kind of gangster rap or, you know, in, in that kind of vein because yeah. young drill, you know, young drill rappers. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's the new that's gangster the new, rap. That's the new gangster rap. Because it's, it's real. Like, if you really sit and listen to what mm-hmm. they're saying. No, they, they're they really, like, being vivid. They're being very vivid. In, and, I, and I feel like it's more of a feeling that they have. Um, 
And um, some of them are living it and some of them are not. But I think that they like that style of rap. I mean, I like that style of rap. I mean, N.W.A. was one of my favorite rap groups. Um, unfortunately. Uh, I mean, but N.W.A. is... I think, raunchy, but there's man. A, but there's a there's a genre called gangster rap, like, and they but they were but they were t- Ice right. T is considered gangster rap. Well, well, g- gangster rap was not is is it's the, a genre is, now. Is, it's in the hip hop. It's the hip hop. It's part of the hip hop genre, right? So they labeled it because it was directly. I feel like it was just putting people on, like it was. You know what I mean? Like, like when when uh, NWA said "fuck the police," you know what I mean? They were they were letting people know, like, yo, they not for us. Well, look, but, but you know what? Now that we say all of that, who tagged it gangsta rap? Why I think it, just, I think I think be, I don't to think be it was quite us. honest. No, it was white America. Yeah, it wasn't us because that's that's just another reflection of what these guys are going through. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I, I but gangsta rap is a genre. Right, so or a genre, a subgenre within this is a the hip hop, yeah, with, within, within hip hop. So now, but I believe got, it's still hip hop. But it, it well, I don't believe, but I, it's, it's hip hop. Yeah, it's definitely hip hop. But you got drill now under the hip hop banner, mm-hmm. and and they, they these are some hardcore songs. Like some of yeah. these songs is is just talking yeah. about killing and. And and gang related, gang affiliated relationships, and I mean it's hardcore. It's hard, it's hard, and um, I I noticed that there's actually a difference um between, well, obviously I, I don't I don't know, I want to say it originated from Chicago, and when it got down got down to to NY, NY made their own style. Of yeah, it. you know what I mean. I don't know, you know, but I mean. I believe that these young guys, they they really live in what they're talking about. Okay, but here's the thing. But so I, I did some a lot research of them on are, it. Some of them are, are, are fans of it, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but definitely. But so I did my research on drill rap, right? Because I'm I'm not necessarily a drill rap fan, but Chief Keef is considered What's he a drill, drill rapper. Okay. Yes. All right. You know what I'm saying? And so and, He was like one of the originators, am I right? Right, and that's okay. 10 years ago. Yeah, well, longer that's than that. That's 10 years ago. I think um, when someone... Don't Like was 2012, I think. Okay. And here's my ago. point. Right. Like, the song itself was hot. Was hot. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of us didn't realize that it was this classification of drill. Like, mm-hmm. I don't... I didn't know Well, nobody drill. nobody even had a name for it. It was just rap. It well, was just... Drill, to me, it Drill's was been existing in UK for some time. Okay. And I think... I think, you know, when it came over here, I think a lot of people, it just kind of folded into... Mm-hmm. Hip hop right. as as this evolving, you know, this evolving movement within well, within rap well, because there's a lot of songs that you wouldn't think are considered drill. Mm-hmm. So this is why I like title. Title is like my fave. So when I went into go say, you know what? Let me listen to some drill. They have a playlist called Drill One Hundred and One. Okay. And I don't like by Chief Keef and Little Reese is at the top of that list. Wow. I was like, let me listen to this again because I don't hear it. Like, because right. I remember when it came out and I was, okay, so check this out. Then there's um, Pop Out by Katie Got Bands. That's considered drill rap. Wow. So this, so Love Sosa by Chief Keith. Well, 
Chief Keith in 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 his entirety is considered drill. But yeah. even um came from nothing by uh little little Bibby. Uh there was a couple of other ones that, you know those, those are all Chicago. Chicago kids. All Chicago. But even even this one, so Little Dirk even ended up on this list. So some of his stuff from back in the day is on uh-huh. this playlist. Uh-huh. And then you go listen to UK drill. Is it the same? Because I, I I never heard it. I know pop I smoke. I think it's more melodic. Yeah. I think the UK drill is more melodic. Okay. And because it I, it feels it definitely feels different, but you can tell by the the musicality of the tracks mm-hmm. that it's similar. Uh huh. I, I I did I did a little homework on a uh, uh, pop smoke, and I learned that he was drill rap. Oh yeah. Um, but and you, his producer. But he's the face of drill from, rap right, right now. Well, he's yeah. the, he's the Rest face of drill rap because a lot of people didn't associate that sound with anything. Yeah. So as soon as you hear it, because Pop Smoke is who put because Pop Smoke's records ended up on pop charts. So now, mm-hmm. okay, this mm-hmm. outside of Chief Keef, right? Right. Now you got Pop Smoke on pop charts, mm-hmm. and it's this distinct sound does not sound like Chief Keef. I don't like. No, right. So. It's melodic, and he's got this voice, and mm-hmm. and I think the other thing it was his voice that he really could, stood out. Obviously, actually, I was gonna say, and he could actually rap. You know what I'm saying? And so now you've got Pop Smoke, and that's how he becomes the face of Drill because nobody else, at least on that level with that kind of push, was really out there like that. So, or out there making, ended up on the pop charts. Right, right. So I think Drill in an, in and of itself is an evolving subgenre within hip hop just yeah. like everything else right, is. Right. But my concern is the content. The content is very explicit. I mean, um, very raw, raunchy, you know what I mean? And they're out there. They I from the videos I've seen and the right. and, and the vocals that I've heard, I'm like, yo, you really want to put that out there? Well here's my thing. We could have said that about NWA NWA. We could have, but this, that we we talking two different eras of 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 gangster rap. Nah, but we talking um okay, yes, we are talking about different areas. Yeah. NWA was talking about what's going on in the neighborhood. What's going on in the neighborhood? What's happening? But they also talked about retaliation. They also talked about how they, they going to treat people that step and cross and cross them. Um Drill does the same thing. It does. My concern is not the content in the sense of I got an issue with the content. Mm-hmm. My concern is the content is sometimes a direct response to a real beef that's out there in the streets. Right now, right. Right. And mm-hmm. now we got young brothers dying. You got King yeah. Vaughn losing his life. You got right. Pop Smoke losing his I, life. I, I, I don't I, think I don't know if Pop Smoke's situation was I don't think it was related to gang um affiliated well, situations, but who well, knows? I, I I think that it was. But who knows? That's my point. Right. We 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 really I mean you only you, you only go by what you hear or read. It, you know it, what I mean? In in in, in Exactly. Last time we had, you know, some real true icons, you know, dealing with beef that ended up in death is, you know, Tupac, Tupac and Big, Big. Biggie. Mm-hmm. But we got now we got rappers dying left and right. Like it's like like it's nothing. Like you know, like somebody's like, popping Tic Tacs. Like mm-hmm. this is this is real stuff. So my yeah, issue is. with the content is that we're directly commenting on what's happening in the street, and that is the reaction is you're dead. Like that's yeah. crazy. They they they're actually retaliating. They're they're actually going after the person that, and then they're talking about it. And then uh, you know some of them a lot. What they don't understand is hip the hip hop police is real. Um, and they they their job is to pick apart your mm-hmm. words, mm-hmm. P- pick apart your content. 
And I've heard about certain artists telling on themselves and actually getting indicted. Exactly. It's like, yo, what are you doing? <laughs> this is not this is not what hip hop is based upon. I mean, but if that's what you that's how you want to live your life and that's what you want your 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 content to be like, okay, cool. But I mean, how long are you gonna do this for? Well, my issue is my issue with all of that is like once we once we bring it to music, mm-hmm. let it be music. Let it be your art. You know, it it does not have to move in a different way. But you know what? This is you know what this is crazy enough as it seems. It's like, you know, cuz as far as I understand it, if you were to compare men to women, men move forward for respect. That's true. Right? That's true. You would agree, right? Yes. And so if men move off for respect and you disrespect you different disrespect, bro, you're going to have to come come correct. You're going to have to check them. Yeah, you, you, right. My concern is, is why does that always have to result in this kind of violence, in this kind of reaction? Because because people are are, are, are poor part, um, problem solvers. Um, they're, they're, you know, for the most part. Everyone um, from the, a lot of people, I'm from, a lot of people from the streets that I know. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm from, you know, I'm from the, that, you know, that, that platform. You know what I mean? Um, where you know certain things had to be done, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, but it was it was to gain respect. It was to gain it was to gain a uh, 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 a level of 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 security as well. You know what I mean? So to so where okay, if something happens to this one person or these couple of people or this group of people right here, ain't nobody coming for you no more because they already know what's gonna happen. But you know what I'm saying? It's also it also folds into you know the way the mafia works. Exactly. You gotta in order to in order to maintain power, you got to you you have to you have to check what needs to be checked. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta make sure the respect is there that people yeah. understand that you can't be crossed. It's it's just unfortunate that in this day and age, in the last five years, I can't even tell you how many rappers, how many young musicians, we didn't even get to see their rise. We didn't even get to see no. where they could go or yeah. how they could develop right. and 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 what else they could do. Mm-hmm. And so now your legacy is two or three songs that might be known in this region. And the only reason that we might know about it is because some YouTuber decided to create a whole documentary, you know, based off of whatever happened between, because your name is tied to a bigger name. Right. So you have a whole a whole era of rappers That's... who are out here putting putting their lives on the line based off of what's happening in the studio. That's just that's just idiotic to me. Well, at, well, we living in an era. We living in a day and age where uh, social media is uh, a, a form of being in the streets. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So people come. Well, I told you already. Yeah. Twitter's not the block. Right, it's not the block. <laughs> The but Twitter's you know, I mean, we talking, we talking, you know, what I'm saying we talking like the pop, you know, the popular Facebook and you know the Instagram and mm-hmm. the, you know the, t- I'm shit. I mean, is is TikTok one of them too? You know what I mean? So so they they they. I think TikTok they, is still happy. Thank God. I, I, you know, I, I don't. <laughs> I think TikTok is still a happy platform. Yeah, I don't even I don't even pay attention to that that type of stuff, and you know, I I might check something out here and there, but I don't go crazy with it. But so like I said, social media. Um, and then you got the music on top of it, and then you got the regular street stuff. You you got the regular le- everyday living in the hood stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And somebody always has a problem with somebody, and it's like, okay, 
understand this, and this is just this is just to educate a little bit. You're not gonna get along with everybody. Right. You're not gonna get along with everybody. Okay, this man killed your cousin. I get it. Why did he kill him? We don't know. You know what I'm saying? And this is just this is a, a general statement. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. He, I don't. We don't know why he 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 killed your cousin. We don't know why. You know what I'm saying these things happen. But is it for you to retaliate? Maybe, maybe not. We leave. And, and I was always told, listen, you leave it in God's hands. He'll take care of it. Well, here's okay. But if you want to speak specifically about music, music industry beef, I remember Nas and Jay Z. No, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And but what I. I mean, we all remember, but we I love the fact that it was like strictly music. It was all music. It was all music. Mm-hmm. There was no fear as as far as a consumer, because mm-hmm. I don't know what was really happening or who what was right. We only, seen, we only seen we, we, we only we, saw what we, what we needed to see, yep. right? But what I loved about it, because to be fair, you know, Jay-Z and Nas came from some they came from some gully places. Right. So that could have went left. Mm-hmm. Right? It could have. It could have. And From what left. I understand, Nas, Nas don't roll with just Nas. Right. He got a crew. And neither does Jay-Z. Jay, Jay, Jay got a crew. Exactly. But what I loved about it is, you put on the ether, you got a lot of people who were around when ether came out, and it's like, oh, wow, I that remember be, this. You know, crazy. people going head to head. But that's, I, I feel like once you switch careers uh-huh. from street to music, uh-huh. leave it music. Yeah. Leave it music. But, once again, people take disrespect differently. People take the type of disrespect differently. And some people have more scope and more vision for their career and for their lives uh-huh. to understand how to handle it. Nas and Jay-Z are obviously very intelligent men. Well, and, and they handle that in such a way where, mm, are we really going to... And not to mention, before that beef, mm-hmm. we had... we had There were, had only been a couple of years right. since losing Pac so, you know, uh-huh. and Big. Pac and Big, right. So... Mm-hmm. Obviously, we don't need to go down the same route. No, and okay. Um, so un- unfortunately, um, um, you know, Big and Pop, you know, lost their lives over something that was uh that was pretty much um I don't know I don't know if I want to call it stupid, but it was more like uh first I heard that it wasn't even this is something that that was said by one of the people that was involved in it. And I think it was something, I want to say it was uh, Diddy's security. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't, it wasn't an East Coast, West Coast beef. Mm. And this is what, because of, of the narrative, this is what they turned it into. Mm. Um, and then the platform that it, that it came, that, that, that it, that it was upon. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay and Nas, you know what I mean? Um, I felt like they were more mature about the situation. Um, plus they were both from New East York. Coast. Mm-hmm. So it was like, okay, we, we, this is how we're going to handle this. I mean, and, and another thing, like, you know, the the comments and the disrespect got more, you know what I mean, like in depth because they both felt like it was personal. Well, not just that. At that point, the only way to retaliate and the only way to actually respond to music beef at the time was to make music. There's no social media, you know, you're not going to get on the block on Twitter, right, you know, talking right. stuff. Mm-hmm. You're not, you're not going to do that. You're not mm-hmm. going to go on Instagram. You're not going to go on live. You know, it is right. the only way to respond was through your track. What right. was the next track that you were going to do? Because there was also beef on the West Coast too, between NWA 
and um and uh Easy E. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There, there was there was Well, that's and, when they dispersed. Right. But my yeah. point is is that the only way to to respond to beef and music is to make music. Mm-hmm. And so here we are in in the drill world mm-hmm. and we're not keeping it to music. It's no. it's a whole different kind of culture. And and here's the crazy part. You got young boys like kids in high school listening to drill, wanting to make the same kind of music. And they talking the same kind of talk, don't know what they talking about, not living that lifestyle. And it's like, it, it's almost perpetuating, you know, that kind of energy. And it's like, yo, do you know what you're talking about? Right. Like, you can't talk like that because you don't live that. Right. And even if you did live that, the result is you could get, you could get killed out here mm-hmm. because it's that real. Like, I can't even, I tried to count when I went to look it up. I tried to count how many rappers have been killed in the last year mm-hmm. associated with gang-related, you know, mm-hmm. beef or, you know, dis- and I'm putting big quotations, disrespecting me. Like, yeah, I, I, that's the sensitivity. Ma- that's the, the, the maturity here is yeah. is 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 they're very lacking. sensitive. They're very sensitive. Super sensitive. They're sensitive. They're sensitive. They have they have thin skin. You know what I mean? You cannot uh, in you know being a student of hip hop and being you know what I mean uh, just an artist in general. Um, you gotta have thick skin. You gotta have thick skin. You can't be walking around here with your FNN and whatever else you got. You know what I'm saying? Yo, when I see this nigga, I'm going to kill him. He did this on Instagram, blah, 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 this and the third. And you're right. You know what I'm saying? We didn't have that in the, in the 90s and early 2000s. Well, the- it was it was more like, it was more like um, okay, so, you know what I'm saying? We going to make a record. Well, it's about, can you rap, though? Cause I and think, that's another thing. I think, I think the whole thing about it is, is you know, you on the street corner and you going toe-to-toe. You can't have sore skin because you got to spend more time and more energy thinking up a way to get back at them on mm-hmm. your response. You know, that's why you have battle. You know, oh my God, idea, huge light bulb. Mm-hmm. Throw these little drill niggas into the battle rap world. Let's <laughs> do it that way. You know. Take your little your little behinds uh-huh. over the battle rap uh-huh. and see how it gets down. And honestly, and honestly, that's how we that's how we think in their skin. Because battle rap is ruthless as Hell. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. They coming for everything. They coming for your mother. They coming from your girlfriend, your mistress. Yeah. 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 Huh? Just trying to do it vice versa because of the battle rap at 14 and then now he's doing drill music along with battle rapping. But his drill music, you can actually understand what you're making. Well, right. Because the other thing is a lot of drill rap doesn't make the most sense. Right. right, it doesn't make the most sense. It's not put together well. But that's also that's also just kids. That's also accessibility, right? right. That's accessibility to mm-hmm. technology. Right. Because of accessibility to technology, anybody can buy a computer. Anybody can buy a mic. Anybody can make music. Right. Whereas before, you had to really put time in. Yeah. To the, say I'm gonna shame. spend this money, so I might I'm I very well need to go home and write this stuff because uh-huh. I can't waste this money. Well, the concept, the, the 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 conditions are different. So right. I say, put all the little drill niggas into and battle rap. <laughs> put them on in URL. Uh-huh. Let them battle out there. Yep. Maybe we'll save some lives. Right. That's what we need to do because we, we well, I mean, even even right. Well, maybe some of these guys too. They need to take it back to the uh, the bridges over days. Um, KRS One and MC Shane. You know what I mean? They was going, they was going back and forth with one another. Bridges over, and, and you know what I mean, and and. and 
Queensbridge. You know what I mean? The, the Queensbridge but, but that's but that's that was friendly. It was, and like I said before, it's that's friendly. Responding it's, with music. Though. It was friendly competition. Exactly. Shan Shan knew he was nice. KRS one knew he was nice, and they they went at it. Okay, you know what I mean? And but these guys are scared to do that. I, I, I and I won't even see they. I won't even say they're scared. They, they don't have it in them. They no, I don't think they know any better. I don't think they know any better because drill rap is about being lit, essentially, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's about being lit, getting hype, right? And right. then it's about what you're talking about. Okay, you know, because some of the music I heard, some of the songs, King Vong, I heard some of King Vong. King Vong got some, uh, he got some, um, you know. Some lovey-dovey stuff. Right. Not everything is, you know, shoot mm-hmm. them up, bang, bang, right. I'm on the block. Not everything is that, but I'm, what I'm saying is is that King Vong, and I, let me put King Vong to the side because he he was a he was somebody who I feel really invested his time and energy into really trying to develop his style. Right. So let me not put him in the same boxes right. as kids just jumping up and mm-hmm. saying, here's a drill beat, let me rap. Um, I think, I think what we have here is I think both of us are on the same page with this. Drill feels like the new gangster rap. I feel like it is. But also, too, this is the bigger question. Will it last? Will drill rap last? Well, if Chief Keef is considered drill... But I haven't heard anything from Chief Keef since then. No, no, no. But my point is, is if Chief Keef 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. I don't like, is considered drill, Mm -hmm. everything evolves. Who okay. knows? Mumble rap, Migos, Migos who are part of the mumble rap culture, right? Right. They don't mumble anymore, not as much. Yeah, well, you because they, they had to evolve. They had if to you, evolve. If you, but if you want your career to continue, you have to know how to continually reinvent yourself. Reinvent yourself. So drill is the same thing. Drill from 2012 with Chief Keef does not sound like drill today. So, do I think it will last? Yes, you because so? I, because there always needs to be some type of gangster rap in hip hop. This is just a really, really, and I don't want to, I don't want to down whatever beef they got going on or any disagreements. Mm-hmm. It just seems a little senseless to me because we just losing too many lives. Well, it, we well, I agree to to disagree, and I'm <laughs> and now and I'm and I'm gonna say okay. this, but because. We don't really know why these guys are going after each other. No, we don't. It That's could be what I'm something saying. very personal. It and could. they just getting on the microphone and doing whatever and then doing what they say they're gonna do or already did what they said they what they was rapping about. But bro, wait, that's what I'm talking about, yeah. though. That's my point. So that so how does it have a I mean, is there actually a longevity in this? Um, there's no there's no preservation. I mean, if we're saying drills the new gangster rap, there is evolution because gangster rap used to be Ice T and NWA. Ice T. Speaking of Ice T, he just dropped a new record. It's the truth. Well, yeah, it was dope too. <laughs> it's dope. Not, it was dope. He's, he's, he's not, not the gangster rapper no more. I'm just saying it was dope. Uh, okay, he's he's not not, not on the radar. I, I'm just he's not on the radar. that out there. But anyways, yeah. So nah, <laughs> I, nah I, I I totally I totally get it. But I but that that's the question that I have. Is drill rap as you know as lit as it want to be? You know what I mean? Like, does it does it hold any weight? Well, does emo hold any weight? Does mumble rap hold any weight? Obviously not, because it died. Mumble rap. Yep. Mm. They're not doing it as much I, anymore. I'm sorry, I still don't understand what little baby says, but See? okay. See what I'm saying? Go ahead. 
See what I'm saying? So, you know, yeah. Let's go mumbles a bit. We, 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 we. So we here now. We we at this sheet. we at we at this point. <laughs> Either to, to read the lyrics. The song. Oh Anytime man! Anytime he comes on, I'm saying, ah, oh, let me just shazam it so I can follow. Yeah, some of these kids just got speech I need impediments. To shazam so I can follow. They just got speech saying. impediments. They got they got tied tongues. <laughs> um. Well, in in direct like in extreme comparison, you got Nino Man. Have you have you heard this guy, Nino Man? Um. I. I, I listen to some of his stuff. Okay, so Nino Man, I would consider still independent. Mm-hmm. However, his career is far longer than some of these new drill rappers mm-hmm. that are out. And he's from New York. He hails from New York. Mm-hmm. He signed to Jadakiss. Okay. And he's given me a lot of old New York vibes. Right. But there's a big but here. Can you really stand on the shoulders of a veteran in hip hop to be su- and be successful, or is his so the, career just going to be a series of freestyles where everybody goes, "Oh, shit, you heard that?" Oh no, no, and no real single. So standing on the standing on the shoulders of a veteran, meaning Jada. Yeah, Jada done made his um, money. He Jada, done diversified. Right. He, he done invested. He right. doesn't have to put out another record. Well, he doesn't. I think. Have I to. think. I think. Right. Not have to, but. I think because to. of the love of hip hop, he does it. That's another conversation. Yeah, but I'm just saying um, to answer that question, uh, I don't know. I it, I believe that it depends on this man's um, talent. I I believe that it depends on what kind of what 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 audience he's bringing. Okay, and you know what I mean. So it's a, it's a whole bunch of if you if you go on YouTube right and you look up Nino Man, the majority of the vid- videos are mm-hmm. freestyles. Okay, so so I'm not blaming Jada you, on this. Do you? I was gonna say, I'm do you blaming, live on that? I, no, I'm blaming the manager because <laughs> my guy, you can't you can't have this guy be in the game for seven plus years, uh-huh. signed to Jada, and we don't have a single that's not reading on any chart. You gotta utilize your network, and if you don't know how to utilize the network that is Jada Kiss and what comes along with that. Or how to capitalize on that to put yourself in a position to actually make some kind of headway so that more than you and I on American Rap Magazine and the person who put me on to this guy right. knows about you. Right. What I think you're wasting your capital. You're wasting your celebrity capital. So you think that Jada may be wasting his time with this guy? Now, Broadway, I did not say that. No, no, <laughs> I no, said, no. I, I said... I whoever his manager is, his manager, okay, needs to rethink the marketing strategy because <clears throat> there's no way that you want to be a functional rapper. And when I say functional, this is how I'm defining it. I don't have no other job but rapping. In order to be a functional rapper, I have to make some money so True. I can pay bills, gotta, so I can live. So if you're a functional rapper, you are making money off of your craft. Mm-hmm. There's no way in hell you're making money off of doing a freestyle on Sway in the Morning. Exposure, yes. But why is 80% of the things that are on YouTube all freestyles? My guy. And mind you, they're not on his YouTube page. They're on Sway in the Morning's page. They're on Funk. They're on uh, Funk Flex's page. Right. They're on, so it's not like you generating any revenue. Right. 
Right. My guy, if if it's all promotion. Stop wasting celebrity capital. If mm-hmm. you're signed to Jada, utilize that shit. Right. Get some shows. Now, open do, for him. Do we even know what kind of deal he has with Jada? Is it a distribution? Is uh, it something, you know what I mean? Is it something that we, you know what I mean? Like he did he get a did he get a check? You know what I mean? So Well, I think I think the thing here is is that I'm considering him still independent. Okay. And independent artists still got to put in that work. Right. But having 501 freestyles on YouTube ain't it, especially if it's not on your page. I like him. I feel okay. like I feel like in comparison to the drill that's happened in New mm-hmm. York, he's the have, most talented. You have No, I just feel like it's just different. I feel like okay. it's good to have different facets of hip hop. But these drill kids is killing it. They're they making their money. Yeah. So if if hip hop is going to continue to be um, a world where we can enjoy all different types of hip hop, you gotta work harder, my guy. You have to. You gotta work harder so that people can listen to you and then listen to drilling and listen to this and listen to that. Right. So so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say this because I'm and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to what you just said. In the '90s, you had we had that. We had different, different styles of hip hop. Mm-hmm. You had Digital Underground. You had Wu Tang Clan. You know what I mean? You had, um, uh, like I said, like Mob Deep. We had, we had different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So are we at that point now? Because now, now our, our '90s sound and hip hop is come. It has come back in a in a in a yeah. kind of like crazy nah, way. I think it's a niche. You okay? No, I think I think. Because we touched on it on the first, you know, last episode that, you know, bringing back hip hop is a controversial statement. It is. What but is it mean? a But is it a variety now? Do you think that it's a variety? So, so you got kids that still like the mumble rap. You Now kids that's doing the drill. Now, now are those the, same, those the same type of fans? Possibly. Okay. Possibly. Okay. And I, then I you think, got. I think it's always been diverse though. And then you still, and then you still, now you got the, now you got these younger kids now figuring out who Nas is. And then listening to him too. Right, but I feel like so, you have I feel like you have whatever's trending in hip hop right now, mm-hmm. and then you have some standout people. And the standout okay. people are those who've been in the game for a while and they know how to adapt and they know how to make their brand stand out. You know how to maneuver, maneuver in the Exactly. In the and then you have five hundred million independent aspiring at rappers who are not Functional rappers. Okay. I just want these other displays of hip hop to be functional, and it doesn't look functional to me. The okay. drill, the drill kids that we talking about. Uh-huh, uh-huh. If you go on their page, their videos are on their pages. Be love. This yeah. dude's got. He's got. I seen his views. Videos fourteen million plus. Yep. It's on his YouTube page. Yep. So they generating. They generate in revenue. If I guarantee you, be love and friends put on a concert, junk sold out. Mm-hmm. Independent is independent. Independent, I believe. Nino man. Way to go though. Those a concert. Yeah. You gonna sell out? I don't think so. You don't think so? Absolutely not. And it's not about talent. It's about the fact that Popularity. you're wasting celebrity capital. Mm-hmm. You're wasting it. Be love and friends. I don't know who is co-signing them. It, it, they well. So. Oh, they did. Okay, researchers. Research from the back said 
beloved and friends just shot a video with Cardi. Actually, I saw that. I saw that. Really? But but Cardi, why, but, uh, but why do they get to shoot okay, a video with Cardi? Because of the 14 plus million views. Wow. Nino Man is stuck on sway. Not to say that being on that platform is a problem. No, it's, not it's a just problem. that you can't where you go, just, where do you go from there? Exactly, you can't do just that. You can't make money from that. Right. There's that's exposure, but well, how are you gonna flip exposure, it? Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. No, I, I totally get. The independent grind is 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 tricky because you have to figure out what your niche is, and you have to actually work that. You gotta work. You gotta market. work your brand, mm-hmm. and you can't lean on the fact that you're affiliated with somebody who's already done it. Jada out here, what what him and Styles P? What is it? They got a they got a freaking they got restaurants. They got juice. They got juice smoothie bars. bars. Right. Mm-hmm. They over here yeah. living healthy while yeah. they smoke weed. Like, listen. <laughs> like, listen. Yeah. Jada and Styles P don't gotta prove to nobody that they lit. They don't. And 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 or the, or yeah. the, or that or that they or that they are part of hip hop. They've made their hits. They've made their mark. They are a part of the hip hop spectrum. So, do you think that Jada is just just solely basing? Whatever he's seen through this this one person, Nino Man, to allow him to maneuver however he want to maneuver, or you think that he may when take he, him and say, "Listen, this is what needs to happen." I think if I think if Jada really put his hands on him for real, for real, and said, "This is what you need to do," mm-hmm. we won't be talking about him like this. That's true. We will be talking about. But how long y'all? How long he's been signed to him? I don't know. Three. He ain't doing that I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like, I feel like. <laughs> that's, that's. And he's been in the game for seven plus. So okay. you, you, you know, and, and, and time waits for no man. Mm-hmm. You only, you're only moving forward. You're only moving faster and faster towards that six feet underground. So as far as I'm concerned, right. if you don't make it happen now, what are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. Probably going to go record a drill somewhere. Right. But how long is it? So, so here's, so here's, I have a, you know, another, um, uh, question, but comment. How long is it taking now for these guys to actually become popular? Trend or no trend. You know what I mean? Trend or no trend is my, is my That's the, counter question. Are you talking about somebody riding I, I the don't, trend? Or are you talking about somebody who's sticking out like Nino Man who's saying, this is what I sound like? Uh-huh. Who are you talking about? Because as long as you're part of the flavor of the month and you got the right marketing strategy, anybody can pop and be popcorn. That's I mean, true. We, we saw that mm-hmm. time and time again. Yeah. In any genre, actually. Uh-huh. Okay. Except for country. Country fans are very loyal. They're very loyal. I don't see. I don't and that's see a, any trend. And country, <laughs> country, country music is a. a they, they, they. Nothing gets old. Nothing gets old. <laughs> Garth Brooks will sell out tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably go. And that's and, that, and, and, and you know that's that's my problem. That's my problem with hip hop. We 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 so on to the next and on to the next and on to the next. You know what I mean? So. It makes us. It makes us look like okay. These guys are old now. Like Kane is old. No, Kane is not old. Kane is classic hip hop. You right. You right. You bringing it somewhere else though. No, you bring it. I, but you understand what I'm saying. I understand what you're so, saying. You, so, because so the Rolling like, Stones should be retired in some kind of home somewhere, and shit. they're not. They're on tour. Listen, they're on tour. Them guys, are I'm smoking, sure there's a walker in the back. Smoking weed and whatever sure else is in that in weed. The back. <laughs> <laughs> we, we got. 
We got emergency services <laughs> on the side Stay of the stage just in case. <laughs> it's word. Disney. These these heifers out here making that guap. Yes. International yes, tour with their old asses. Uh-huh. And, and, and they know, living it up. I don't know what they still up. living it up. I don't know. You're talking thirty years somebody, in the game. Somebody look up Mick Jagger's age. <laughs> Dude, gotta be eighty. He is. And if he is, I want that he life at eighty is, years he old. Seventies man. It's probably what's keeping him alive. Yeah. To be fair, Mick Jagger. Seventy-eight. Seventy-eight. I, I, I told you. I, I hello. told you, kissing eighty. <laughs> and he's still doing tours. They retire. Word. Listen, they retire every five years, y'all. They retire every five years. And right. then once we understand that everybody's still alive, we're going back on tour. Mm-hmm. Everybody good? Everybody got your will signed? Word. Let's roll. EMS on the side of the stage. And why they planes never crash? Never. <laughs> EMS. I'm just asking. <laughs> because they've got another retirement to announce and another tour. We're going to be doing this until 95, Word. ladies and gentlemen. Word. As long as the Skin whole... hanging off my bones. Yo. As long as we all crazy. still like, let's meet. You want to meet up here five five years from now? Five as years. As long as right. everybody's still in the band. Word. Yes. And gotcha. Yeah, that's see. <laughs> that rock star life is fucking crazy. Yo, it's crazy, yo. If the drugs don't get you first, and if the drugs it. don't get you, then you can have a career like the Rolling Stones. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. But but to be fair, so I want to I want to bring us to. Um, to Billboard Dreams right quick. Uh-huh. Um, so I just want to kind of tie up a couple of loose ends from my last conversation. Okay. So we we talked, we talk, well, not we, you talked a little bit about oh, Little Dirt. You just wasn't here. You know what I'm saying? What? You wasn't here? You was here too. <laughs> you was here too. And yes, we did. Yes, we did. Speak <laughs> now it's about so we, dirt. Listen, don't, don't, don't drag me into this. Oh. <laughs> I'm not dragging you into anything. You just broke the conversation. Well, I mean, okay, so I mean, we did talk about Little Dirk and how you know he, um, his album, you know, came out seventy two twenty. You said you couldn't get past number seven. I couldn't. Elliot Wilson said he would unseat Encanto the uh-huh. Disney soundtrack, and the when we talked about it, those facts were not true. Now couple weeks later not even it's true a week okay a week later it's yeah, true it is he unseated on content he half un- his he damn album is disney, on billboard he told disney have several seats and he is now top of the um he is number one on top 200 knocking, his knocking album disney down to three disney is on three wow little dirk seventy two twenty, seventeen 17 tracks of little dirk is mm-hmm. on is number one so Elliot Wilson's prediction came true. I, I wasn't sure. When I saw Encanto sitting comfortably at number one, I said, I don't know, my guy. Disney's pretty Disney. But what is it? But what is it? Is it the features? Because I see a lot of them with features. A lot of his records has features that's on Billboard. Okay. Yeah. Well, now you're talking about the singles chart. You're talking about the Hot 100. I, I so guess. what's insane about that is half his album is between number 18 and 50. Mm-hmm. Half the album is on the Hot 100 chart. Right. Right. And and it possibly could it probably is maybe it is because of those features, but the fact that almost your entire album is on the top 100 is incredible. I mean, yeah. I listened to it a second time. Did you? I did. 
the way you sound is that you did not. I did. I ain't, <laughs> I ain't listened to it after that. But, you know, I mean, no disrespect, but like I said, I only listen to some of these guys, and, and if I don't relate, you know what I mean? I just keep it pushing. Man. I don't I don't stay stuck on it, and, and I don't understand. So I'm a hook guy. Mm-hmm. I like hooks. Yeah. There's he, a lot of stuff in there that doesn't have a hook. He had none. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> How's that? How was that made a song? Like, because I was always, I was always told, like, listen, evolution, it, my friend. Yeah, I evolution. guess so. Evolution. We're uh, evolving into revolution. straight scripts on tape. We're That's too bad. We're writing love letters and just and yeah, just and recording just them, recording them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, he's, oh, but he's dominating. He's dominating right now. Um. He's dominating right now. Yeah, nothing's in the top ten yet, but he's dominating. Mm-hmm. Um, last you but think not, he? Well, you think he's gonna climb? I think so. I think I think, I think one of them probably. I, maybe. I think I think why wouldn't it? I mean, he's 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 taken over mm-hmm. at this point. Okay. I mean, but you got people like Drake still on the top two hundred. You know, undeniable. Well, you talking about Drake? You know what I'm saying? But at one point, Kanye West, Donda was all over the top 100 chart, too. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, if if it hits for people, it hits. Um, last but not least, I'm going to, you know, tie up this last loose end. And it's not because I'm trying to say I told you so. Please. And it's um, not because... It ain't happened yet, but go ahead. Um, it's not because I'm not saying, you know, that I wasn't correct. I'm not saying any of those things. I'm just going to state the facts. Megan The Stallion is number 15, first week out. On the top 100 was Sweetest Pie. Right. Okay? The song is considered... Pop a record? Pop record. You think? I think. Top 100 is pop. It's pop. Well, popular. Pop stands for popular music. The funny thing is, too, with her, now that we... Okay, we hitting billboards and whatever. Didn't she hit... She, she was on billboards before. Yeah, she was. Okay, so, you know what I mean? But that was with, a, you know, whatever song she had um, that was doing doing those numbers. And with this one, I'm like, okay, um, I, I don't see what's so special about the record, but you know, that's my own opinion. And then when it hits, <laughs> when it hits, like for real, I'm just one man. So it just when it hits Billboard, it's like, so somebody like this motherfucker, well, or they just she just getting her 300 spins a, uh, a week. You know what I'm saying? And, and calling okay, it a day. Okay. So here's so here's it. I'm I, we're not talking opinion here. We're talking the my only comment. On the Megan Thee Stallion Sweetest Pie record was this was her play mm-hmm. for pop stardom. This is the first step of many to put her in the pop world. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I do I think it's going to raise on the chart. I think she's. I think you think she'll go up I another think notch. Sweetest Pie is her super base. She need another one. Or whatever, I, man. I, I agree. But I think Sweetest Pie is her super base. This is her, this is her turn to say, I'm not just a female rapper. I am a pop star. And and that's all that's all I'm saying. I just wanted to bring it up so that all those listening, including the host of the show, uh-huh, knows Megan the Stallion. That maybe I was correct. That's all. I mean, you know, I, I have nothing more to add. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> Megan Thee Stallion, like I said, 
I'm rooting for hip hop. Straight up. It's a pop record, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Well, that's I mean that that ties us up for tonight. Um, you know, we kind of hit all the all the different angles tonight. So I mean, you know, Megan the Stallion. We'll see where she's at. I mean, I don't need to bring it up anymore. No. You know, people just need to continue to watch the charts. Follow us on Instagram at American Rap Magazine. Twitter, American Rap Mag. This is American Rap Magazine, Broadway Dollar. Miss Outlaw, signing off. Roll the credits. It's not a video. <laughs>